Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Hope my sound is good today. For those of you who are joining us for the first time this weekend, yesterday we had a little bit of technical difficulties. For those of you that stuck with me yesterday, I thought I loved you before, I love you even more. For those who came back and on, we had a whole thing yesterday. So for those who skipped Sunday, you missed some drama. Happy Labor Day for those that celebrate that. I'm sure everybody celebrates that, right? It's a day off. This is the beginning of the next quarter, the beginning of fall. Very much around the world, there's like this sense, there's this, there's this nostalgia. I used, to, I used to hate this day because I used to always feel like this is like the end of, of like summer. But if you think about it, summer almost felt like the vacation of your life right? Like the year, then there's the summer. It always felt off to me that you need to take a vacation from your daily life. Like as if something was not pleasurable enough with life in general. So I had to take a vacation from it. And now I have to get back to life. You know, it took me a while to hear this from somebody, but there was one client that we used to work with who used to tell me that we still work with him, but we used to tell he what he told me a while ago. He said he 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 told me that growing up, his father would always say, "Can't wait for the weekend to be over." He loved his family, but he loved what he did. It's so important in life that we don't have periods where we're excited to disconnect from life, and when we get back into life, there's like a sense of like, ah, oh, there needs to be a excitement for life an excitement for what I'm about to engage in. That's what we're going to talk about today. This Labor Day feeling is not supposed to be like, oh, like I remember, especially when I was working at these big firms, like like Memorial Day was like a dream. July 4th was like the beginning of summer and Labor Day was like, forget about it. People came in post Labor Day. It was like they were in like a funk and they didn't get out of it until like, you know, Thanksgiving because that was the beginning of the next vacation. We can't live our lives from vacation to vacation. We can't live our lives from TGIF to TGIF. We have to live our lives excited for the game. Excited for the game. So we've been talking about this idea of not being able to allow ourselves to get stuck in the mind of somebody else. Now, one of the questions that we were keeping, I'm keeping on getting, which is a great question, which is the participation of other people right? All of what we're talking about sort of presupposes that when you become bigger, when you stop trying to guess what's in someone's head, when you start going above it, it's going to have an impact, right? And we do things because we, okay, I'll be bigger. But what we're really saying is I'll be bigger for a little bit until then you get up to, right? I want to, I want to make sure like we can like split this hair here. The solution to most of our problems is not to engage in the battle. If you remember last week, we saw about like the ropes that come around you in the boxing ring. The solution to most of our issues is not to engage in the battle. If you've married for more than like five years, usually it takes around that time to fully get it. You learn that if you're in an argument with your spouse, even if you're right, you lose. Arguments usually end up in a loss. Even the party that wins loses. 
some point you got to figure out how to how to resolve differences without fighting. I don't mean in a argument like in a normal argument, like in a fight. Even if you're right in a fight with your kid, if you do that consistently, you lose because your kid wakes up one morning and then leaves. You can be right all you want. They're out the door and come back. So you can check off everything you did that was right. Don't matter. You lose. Not really, but you lose. It's complicated with parenting, so I get it. I get it, but it's complicated. But that's what the real is. That's what the reality is, to, to navigate around recognition that the way to many of our crises is, is above it. If you, if you ever want to see a proof of that, just look at America today, 2020. Just go take a look at the country where it is right now, 2020. And you see people just yelling at each other. There are people that, get, that divorce each other because they vote for different parties. There are people in families that if you say you're voting for one person, that, that's it. It's like game over. The inability to see somebody else with a different opinion as still a human being, et cetera, et cetera. Now it's just like it has descended into like almost political chaos. And it is because we have allowed ourselves to slip into the fight and no one is like rose above it. And then when crisis comes for a few minutes, we rise above it. And then like, as it slows down a little, we get back to normal. But when I talk about being bigger, there's a trap to being bigger. And here's the trap. The trap is we don't really want to be bigger. We want to still be right. So we say we'll be bigger knowing that that's just a technique to get the other person even to be bigger, right? So I'll be the bigger one with my marriage, with my children, with my friends, with my family. And as soon as I, as soon as I ascend to a higher position, I don't take the bait. I don't guess what's in your head. I bring my light into the conversation, unadulterated and unconditional. What I'm really thinking is, I did it. Like, when is he going to do it? When are they going to do it? Right? I got it. I got to be the role model. I heard that. I remember if that was yesterday or two days ago, but I got to be the role model. I'm the role model. I'm doing it. And as soon as you do it, a day, two days, a week, a month, you're like, where is everybody? And at that point, what gets revealed is that you're not really being bigger to be bigger. You're being bigger as a technique to elevate the relationship, which is totally fine. But it's just flawed because you're missing a key element to how it, how it works. L'chaim, to those of you that are still engaged in the coffee. For those of you who never stop with the coffee, I hear you. So let's go a little bit deeper now. Let's understand this in a little bit of a deeper way. The Talmud teaches us that every person is born individually, even twins and triplets. Each one comes out individually. Because in a way, each human being is a world into themselves. In fact, we have this interesting tradition which a person is supposed to have with on them, so to speak, two maxims in their lives. 
on one side, they're supposed to say, I am, and I'll say it in Hebrew and translate, I am dirt and, and ashes. Meaning I'm, I'm low. I'm humble. I'm just, I'm a nothing. I'm supposed to have a certain level of humility in this world. The world doesn't necessarily kowtow to you. On the other hand, you're supposed to have a maxim that you live with, which is ha'olam nivra bishvili. The world was created for me. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the Talmud teaching us that we have to walk around and tell ourselves the world was created for me? The train? Yeah, that's for me. Yeah. That Grand Canyon? I don't know why there's a line, because it belongs. Wow. Right? Can you imagine people taking that to the level of where they can like ruin it? The world, the broadcast booths, Madison Square Garden, the United States of America, Bishvili, because of me. What can this possibly mean? So, at a deeper level, what this is talk, telling us is that there's a certain way in which the world was created. This is complex. So I want to do this slowly. And I want us to like digest it. I don't want to say it. And then we like either get it or don't get it. I want to say it and I want to like sip it. Because as you start to get this, we start to see the world a little bit in a different perspective. And this is like, in my opinion, real prep for Rosh Hashanah. Because in Rosh Hashanah, the world gets recreated. The world was created for me means or can mean that as far as I am concerned, everything that I experience in the world was delivered custom for me. Meaning I have, if you can almost picture it, a perspective that is like virtual reality. It's not real. It's, it's real only for me. So I come into this world with a, a custom-built program. Now think of the distinction here. We think there's a world. There's a sandbox. And we plop into the world right we're all in this little pen called the world and then people come in and people leave and people come in and people leave and we all play in this large playground called the world and there are rules we've got to interact and there are people that win and people that lose and people that become leaders people that become like we think the way reality is is I am a part of a larger reality in which I exist within. But maybe that's not the way it is. Maybe at a little bit of a deeper Jewish philosophical level, actually, it's, it's not that. It's that I come into this world and God creates a bespoke custom program for me just for me. That means I've got a soul and the soul comes down into the playground called the world. 
and the soul is engaged in a virtual reality game called life. And that game called life has different properties for each person. I come down with this type of soul, given this type of family, put in this type of environment. I am shown certain things. As I grow, things change. As I fail, things change. Every day that I wake up, there is a new set of circumstances that are placed before me to enable me to accomplish my purpose for being on this world. And this is like deep spiritual philosophical stuff, but I want to like unpack it. And it's very non-Western. So for the Westerners amongst us, for the real Americans amongst us, or the Europeans, people that real, real Australians, whoever grew up in a Western environment, this is totally out of whack. But the idea that Ha'olam Niver Bishvili brings us to a point where each individual is brought into this world to fulfill something, to fix something. In Hebrew, this is called a tafkid, a purpose. And every day that we wake up, there's like sort of a recalibration of what comes our way based on who we were and who we are and what we've done, what we haven't done and what's available to us right now. And that applies both physically and that applies spiritually. So for example, if a person, let's say ingests poison and as a result harms their body, they wake up in the morning and the next morning they wake up with the reality of what took place yesterday, physically. That happens spiritually. If a person does certain things and creates dysfunction in their soul, what takes place the next day for them changes. What they're grappling with changes. What's available to them changes. What they understand changes. I had a guy on the trips, you know, we run these trips and um, on a momentum trip. And I saw him on the trip and he said to me, maybe eight months later, he reached out and he asked me a question about life. And I said to him, like, what have you been doing in the past eight months? He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, no, what have you been doing these past eight months? He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, the question you just asked me, it was so deep Jewish wise when I met you on the trip you had very little Jewish background and now you're asking like questions that like I just heard being asked from this group of people who have like who have been spending their whole lives studying like they're just fight what so he said a couple of things that he had taken on without telling anybody certain practices and certain teachings and certain whatever and to him he's the same guy but he was, what was available to him, insights, wisdom, this, it, it was totally different. Because every time we act, we are changing our world and we are experiencing the world in a certain way. This is the concept that the world was created for me. It means that my world is custom built for me. The only thing that I've ever seen close to this in the media, in the world of media, is a movie that I saw a long time ago called um i can't thank you and i can't tell the question uh but there's a movie a long time ago called the truman show have you seen the truman show you ever seen the truman show 
like in the Truman Show, right? Uh, I think it's Jim Carrey, right? Is like on an island and everyone's like acting for him. You know what I'm talking about? And there's like a whole booth and everywhere he moves, right? I want you to picture that every one of us is living the life called the Truman Show. Every one of us. And there is a world. It's just not a physical world. It's just like your mom is really your mom, right? Just like it's not, no one knows, at least nobody knows physically. But there's a world in which you are being able to create your reality and is being calibrated for you. That's why when we think through our lives, it, there's a certain purpose to everything. There's no such thing that someone comes down and they stumble and it's unfair. There's a purpose to what they were doing. There's a continuum to their soul that exists pre and post their life here. This is like Jewish, this is like Jewish philosophical stuff. But why is it so critical for? We'll, we'll end with this, but we'll continue it. Because as we understand this, it begins the process of enabling us to see the world very differently. This is like a new chapter of what we're talking about that really begins to give us an insight of what we're doing every day. If I am living in the playground and I have someone that I'm friends with, married to, raising, it makes sense that we're living in a quid pro quo world because I got to survive in this world and I need stuff. And it just so happens that what I need is you because you do things I can't do for myself. It just so happens that I need things. I need to survive and survival really requires social collaboration. And we live in a world where I got to take care of myself and worry about myself. And all of the things that I have to do to survive in a regular material world is how I'm operating. So if we're, if we're married and we're living in a quid pro quo relationship, now it's an honor that I get to spend that with you and not with this person, but still I need things and you need things. And if I'm engaged in something and I get, and I go bigger, I go above the fight. I expect you to come with me because I'm really going above the fight for us. And if you don't come with me, we got a problem. That assumes that I need you in this world. And I, I need it because you owe me and I owe you and we're living in this physical game. But what if the situation of my spouse was really pre-programmed for just my evolution? What if my interactions with the people around me wasn't for my survival, but it was for my spiritual purpose? What if the person across from me was acting the way they were acting to bring something else out in me? something that I have to work harder to get out. So what if being bigger wasn't a technique to get you to raise yourself? What if being bigger was my job in this world? My job is to be bigger. 
Whether you come along for it is the gravy. But the meat is me. What I got to do. Who I have to become. Who you have to become is a different story. Do I want this? Of course I want this. Do I want you to come up? Of course I want to come up. Do I want to have a wonderful, amazing list? Yes, of course I want on that. But what if my domain of action really is how I react, regardless of how you respond? Now we're getting close to this whole concept of a olam nivra bishvili. It's a certain game of life and that game of life really is that we're playing against ourselves people think that life is a contact sport it's not it's more like golf you're playing against yourself how does that work what does that mean how does that help well with god's help we'll talk about it just think about this a little bit today in the process of considering that I am living in a virtual reality without making yourself crazy about it, in which everything that comes my way is coming my way to make me greater. It's complicated. It's hard. All right, we'll get there. Have an awesome day with God's help. I cannot wait to see you again tomorrow.